Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby, and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, we reflected on uh, last night's uh, Forest-Sheffield United game in the company of uh, a very excited Matt Ford, understandably. We spoke to the world watercress-eating champion. Of course we did. Uh, we were also joined by... My mind has gone blank. Jim Rosenthal. Jim Rosenthal joined us. Sorry, Jim, if you're listening. And uh, lots more besides. We had a bit of a chat. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. It was one of those evenings where I found myself sort of flicking from channel to channel, but I I found myself... I I couldn't see a way back for Southampton. Once that goal went in, so I I stayed front and centre with uh, Forrest. It's really going It was bizarre, wasn't it? Everything's running for Liverpool. It is. You do feel... I feel not think they're going to do it. Really? You think City are going to... Yeah, I think City may well blow it. Yeah. It's a difficult fixture. Whereas... Wolves, I hope Connor Cody's listening, but Wolves are going to be a pushover. Villa at home for City is a difficult game. I do think I mean, it's a difficult game. With the yeah. pressure that's on it. With the pressure, the fact that Villa are playing quite well, yeah. and Stephen Gerrard and Coutinho and all the situations. Look, you'd expect City to win. Of course, they're going to be favourites going into the yeah, match. Yeah. But, but, you know, they were big favourites going into that QPR match all those years ago, although they are a better team now, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the other match was amazing, wasn't it? It looked like Forrest, uh, when Brennan Johnson got that goal, you thought it's done. Yeah. And then, uh, but Sheffield United second half were fantastic. They played brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, See, Michael Oliver, he must quite enjoy refing without VAR. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, less pressure, although obviously it's still on the telly. And, uh, yeah, as well as the uh, football, though, I watched the highlights of the Cheltenham Literature Festival. Very good. <laughs> really? It was, yes. It was really Blimey. good. You went multi screen, didn't I you? I did. The best bit was Martin Amos and Zadie Jones in the Guinness tent with Alan and Ray. Yeah. It's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in Paris. Alan's telling that one again. I'm in Paris and, I go, and there's a naked man. And he said, I wonder what uh, yeah, Martin Amos would have made of that. He probably would have liked it. He would have I've got no idea. That story. It's a good, it's a good story. Go and see him live. <clears> You'll get the full version. It is interesting. I get a lot of stick on the Chelsea chat site for being too pessimistic. Fair yeah. enough, I'd say. No, yeah, I yeah, am, well, I, yeah I, I wouldn't. I, th- I think you're a little ray of sunshine. No, mate. no, I don't get it. But wouldn't you say that underneath you're the same as me? <laughs> your tweet, your text to me on Monday during that game with two 0 I'm still worried. I wanted yeah. to be. I mean, 80, well, aren't, aren't 88 minutes. I started to relax. Aren't we all the same? It's not just yeah. me, is it? I mean, how do you feel about Sunday? I feel I'm not doing any crowing. I'm not getting ahead of myself. They've still got to win a game of football. Yeah, you're still concerned about it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah abso- absolutely yeah, concerned yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, they're playing without pressure. I watched. I even. Went back. I'm that sad. I went back and watched highlights of Wolves Norwich the other day, and I thought, although Pookie missed about four mm. chances, he put one away. He was getting in good positions. He was making good runs, and I'm thinking, blimey, you know. Um, you I'm worried. That, you I'm always concerned. have that fear when you're playing a, re- a team that already relegated. That yeah. Somehow they're going to relax and they'll just turn it on and everything. But you know, look, last home game of the season. Um, well, look, yeah, Spurs. They, they, you can't play for a point. They're going to have to go hmm. for it, aren't they? They're going to have to go and look to win the game. And you're right, they should do. But uh, I'm not getting overexcited. I don't know if you remember from a few years back, one of our listeners, a big listener, Bernie yeah. from Panzers. He was a smoke. Yeah, salmon, I remember Bernie. Yeah, good smoke man. Salmon well, I was interested today because Emma Raducanu, uh, she's talking about her re- regime and she mm. has smoked salmon three times a day. Wow. So she's looking for a coach. I was thinking, why not appoint Bernie? Bernie from Panzers, <laughs> the man who used to cut the smoked salmon. I mean, Tremendous. she can have it waffer thin, she can have thick cuts, can't you? Listening in medium wave, careful what you say. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's idea, a very nice thank idea. You, thank you very yeah, much. It's a bit, a bit niche. But and talking of tennis, mm. I don't know if apparently Boris Becker uh, complained about the size of his cell. Right. It's not a hotel. Is he hoping for an upgrade? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, if you don't ask, you don't get. You can ask for an upgrade, can't you? Right, Turn 
turn up in a suit, they might give you an upgrade. You never know. A couple of things to get you going on. Um, This was um, Liverpool fans and Everton, uh, according to a survey, are most likely to wear replica kit to watch their team on TV. Now, I've got to be honest, this is... Which team? Sorry, I didn't get uh, Everton first in their poll, Liverpool second. People, Mm. if they're watching their team on telly, They'll get um, one, possibly four replica kits. My grandson does, but then he wears yeah, the kit every he's day. Fi- he's five. <laughs> he's five. And he wears the kit every but single you wear, day. You often, you've told me before, you've actually put the Chelsea shirt on to listen to a game on the radio, listen to it on the talk sport. <laughs> That's true. That's very odd. I mean, yeah. actually, it's no odder than doing it on the telly, is it, really? No, not really. <laughs> but you go and put your kit on to listen to the team. Well, sometimes in the past it has helped. You know, if No, it hasn't. Of course, yeah. there's absolutely no evidence of that at all. In the past, it has helped. Well, they've gone on to win when well, they're yeah, losing. But that had nothing to do with you pulling on that vintage, well, we don't know that, point, do yellow shirt, did it? Really, we've no idea. So, if you do, if you do, if there is this one shirt you turn to, what's the one you turn to? Because that's the one, as Andy thinks, it goes on to win you games when they're on the telly, not even at the match. They've got to be on the telly. Or on the radio. Maybe you put your shirt on when you used to follow it on CFAX. Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. And the other thing you get you going on today, there's a hedgehog, um, Andy, and uh, it got wedged in a two foot uh, hole which had been dug for hedgehog. a hedgehog. Yeah, that's your headline. Yeah. And that had been dug for a goalpost on a football field. Oh dear. The good people of the RSPCA in Newcastle. Uh, came along and they dug the hedgehog out from the hole. That had been dug for a goalpost. Mm. And they have nicknamed him... Posty. No, no, a bit more on the nose than that. I don't know. Think of a a Newcastle, think of a naughty, a Geordie footballing great. Uh, Jackie Milburn. No, you've gone a bit early for that. (laughs) Alan Shearer. Yes. Uh, A hedgehog (laughs) was nicknamed Shearer after it got wedged in a two-foot hole down I know what I'm going to say. It wasn't me, it was the other hedgehogs. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we're looking for fairly obscure names. Maybe you uh, take the uh, dog for a walk now and again or whatever, or they say, what's your cat's name? Why is it called that? Oh, yeah, he's played left-back for Accrington Stanley. Mm. Um, it could be obvious, it might not be, but uh, let's have a few of those pet names from the world of sport and why you went down that route. The more obscure, the better. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. Uh, and uh, Upstart Crow uh, returns uh, to the West End. Uh, after, uh, yes, well, I think we've all had a break, haven't we, really, yes. for obvious reasons. <laughs> Absolutely. It was going great guns in the West End, uh, but it is back at the Gilgood Theatre um, after, yes, that slight impasse. Joining us now, uh, the star of the show, uh, David Mitchell. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon. Hello. As Ben Elton has I... said, it interrupted by a plague, effectively, yeah. wasn't it, the run <laughs> yeah, in the yes. West End? 
yeah, very appropriate to the theme of the show and the era, but um, but that didn't help us. <laughs> I should say, by the way, we are not at the Gilgood Theatre ah, where ah. we were before, but uh, we're now at the um, uh, we're at the Apollo, which is just next door on Shaftesbury Avenue. Oh, so. I do apologise. Okay, okay. No, no, I just you know wouldn't want people going no, to the wrong. No, no, I, I, no, I wonder no, what's no. on at the Gilgood. Could be good for them <laughs> if they're having a bit of a slow time of it. Our producer saw this before the pandemic, David, and he absolutely loved it. So uh, you've got a very rave review from him. Oh, lovely! Oh, that's nice. We were just having such a great time doing it, and I'd worried so much about doing a West End show, and you know whether it would be it would flop or be grueling, or I, my knee wouldn't cope, or the, all that kind of thing. And none of those things went wrong. And then a massive thing went wrong that I'd never predicted in a million years. So uh, it's brilliant to be back doing it, and uh, I can't wait. My knee couldn't cope, sounding remarkably like a sports injury, but we will come back to that <laughs> a little bit later on. Yeah, should be fit for the weekend. Um, yes, it's, I mean, I'm sure people are aware of Upstart Crow. They would have seen it on TV. If they haven't, um, tell us a bit more about it. Well, it's, it's, um, it's based on, the, there was a TV sitcom, and this is a play in the same world. It's about William Shakespeare. And that's what William Shakespeare, in the only review of his work published in his lifetime, he was referred to as an upstart crow. Mm. So basically he got a bad review. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's Shakespeare as a, a, a comic character, as a put-upon, aspirant, uh, sort of arrogant yet self-loathing figure, the figure of sitcom, the figure of uh, a stage play. And uh, it's written by Ben Elton, and I, you know, who's brilliant, and I think it's some of his best writing and... Um, and, uh, you know, it was we, it was a, a show I was so proud of. And then we just suddenly had to stop. And we just want in every way to put it back like it was and uh, and drill it and give everyone a really, uh, you know, a really laugh filled night in the theatre. How does it differ from the TV show? Um, I have to talk louder. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, about it, really. uh, uh, that and it's longer uh, oh, uh, but there is a gap in the middle to drink alcohol yeah, well, that's uh, so, so so that's uh, you know the, but it's it's um in, in a way that because when it was a as a tv sitcom it was a it's a studio sitcom with audience laughter so it's the most theatrical form of television uh and that really worked very well obviously with the Shakespearean theme and so it, it lent itself incredibly easily to the stage because it, it's it's in a way it's written to be proclaimed and there are these great jokes throughout and they're there to be said and said loudly in front of people uh it's you know it's not it's not realism it's it's heightened uh, and it's it's fun and it's wordy uh so it's sort of perfect for the theatre I saw one of the reviews, it says something like, just like Shakespeare, only actually funny, which, uh, which may be a touch harsh, but you do sometimes see you kind of these witty exchanges you get in the odd Shakespeare, and you think, yeah, yeah I wouldn't open with it. So, Well, <laughs> well I, yeah, I, I mean, Shakespeare, I, I, I could not admire the man more. He was the greatest <laughs> artist of all time. But unfortunately, comedy dates. Yeah. And I'm bitterly aware of it as a comedian. I'm sure all those witty exchanges were absolute zingers in mm. their day. Mm. And it's in a way, it's an amazing achievement that any of his jokes have come through. But unfortunately, tragedy and drama last longer than comedy. Comedy has to be kept in the fridge. I always loved his commuting problems and kind of nod to Reginald Perrin, you know, the reasons why he was late. <laughs> they were very funny. Well, it was. I always used to laugh particularly at that because in Shakespeare's day, he did all his work in London, but his family were in uh, Stratford, and that was a, basically a two- or three-day gruelling journey. And when we were making the sitcom, Ben Elton lived and his family were in Australia, and we made the show in London. It was basically a two or three day grueling journey. So I felt a lot of Ben's frustration with travel uh, was projected onto William Shakespeare in those bits. Uh, I, I'm, you mentioned the knee earlier on, and our producer held up a piece of paper to me just now. Who's seen the show? Who said there is a lot of dancing in it? Maybe that, is that why you thought it was the you know the knee would struggle to hold out. There was a there's a dance at the end. Mm. A, the two things that worried me about my knee, I was warned about it by other actors. Well, a there's a dance at the end, and b the show is on a rake, you know, a slight slope. Oh. And actors, in the way they are, said, "Oh, that could be murder. You've got to be very careful working on a rake for weeks and weeks and weeks. You've got to warm up carefully." And I don't really know how to warm up, so <laughs> I, I was worried about that. And I've got, you know, I've had a dodgy back for years, and I thought, "Oh, this is going to be awful." <laughs> um, but uh, but actually, it was fine. I don't know. I don't know why, but I, I kept fidgeting about, and that seemed to to keep everything, uh, you know, loosened. 
And, of course, Would I Lie to You is still going strong, still winning awards, which is good. Uh, well, uh, we love doing that show. In fact, at the moment, I'm in, uh, I'm in Halifax doing a little uh, small sort of theatre tour with uh, Rob Bryden and Lee Mack. Oh, excellent. Um, we sort of go around and do a sort of few evenings, and so we're having a nice time doing that. So I, I should hopefully I'll be... In, in good theatrical form come the autumn. <laughs> now, um, you're not a big sports fan, David, I think it's fair to say, but here we are on Talk Sport. But you did give us uh, on uh, Mitchell and Webb possibly the greatest trailer of all time. Our trails department here at Talk Sport still use it, I think, as inspiration. <laughs> We're going to play, uh, people haven't heard it. I think they, they, they probably have heard it in their own way. But anyway, this is a reminder of uh, the Mitchell and Webb football trailer. All the football, all the time. Catch all of the constantly happening football here. It's all here and it's all football always. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Thousands and thousands of hours of football, each more climactic than the last. Constant, dizzying, 24-hour, year-long, endless football. Every kick of it massively mattering to someone, presumably. Watch it all, all here, all the time, forever. It will never stop. The football is officially going on forever. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. There is still everything to play for and forever to play it in. So that's the football coming up. Watch it. Watch the football. <laughs> now, as somebody probably doesn't watch a great deal of football or um, Sky Sports or BT or listen to sports radio, you probably don't realise just how incredibly accurate that is. <laughs> well, it's to be honest, that was how how football trailers felt to me. It felt like it's just it's just constant, and yet uh, trying to create a sense of climax, and you can't have a sense of climax in something that is never ending. Um, so that. <laughs> Yeah, it's I think it's 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 one of the memorable. I, I'm sure people do um, uh, recall it when they see you now and again, don't they? Those that love the sport. I, it's 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 one of those sketches that people who don't like football laugh at it, and people who like football laugh at it. Yeah. So that's it's worked on that in, in that good. sense. Fantastic. So you start twenty um, third of September. You're back in the West. That's City. right. Yes, twenty third of September to the third of December. We're there ten weeks, and. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. And and I just uh, yeah, I hope all the people who were planning to come last time and couldn't for the because of the pandemic to take the opportunity to do so this time because because um, it was really you know such a fun night and well I certainly enjoyed it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's uh, I'll get it right. Some Apollo Theatre, Shaftesbury Avenue, Friday the twenty third September, third of December. Tickets on sale now. UpstartCrowTheComedy dot com. Um, David and Gemma Whelan uh, together in uh, the show. Good to uh, speak to you, David. Thanks very much. Best of luck with the run. Thanks so much. Nice to talk to you. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us in the studio now, as we we're saying, a, a, a veteran mm. of many a big European <laughs> football night. Um, Jim Rosenthal is Jim, here. A bit of pressure uh, there for me doing that reading in front of Jim. Yeah, I not easy. One take wonders. I, I was going to help you out there. Yeah, you, Jim, we should have given I, it to I was you. Poised, you really. could have done it properly with a better nice voice. To be here, though, yeah, lovely nice. to see you. It's been a while. Um, you, mm. um, I'm trying to. Can you think back to those first European finals you did for ITV back in the day? Goodness me! There, I guess. Guess the one that I would remember above all that's not 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 the first one was it was the Man United one in uh, in uh, in Barcelona. Yeah, um, that was um, the that astonishing comeback where dear old Leonard Johansson, the old UEFA president, sort of came down from his lofty perch with uh, with Bayern winning one nil to present the trophy, and by the time he he worked his way down the new camp lift and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Man United were winning, and he couldn't quite work out why the why the why the, yeah. the, the, the rosettes were the wrong colours were on the trophy. So. What was your role that night, Jim? Remind us. I were you? I, was, I, I think I was around to do a bit of interviewing that that that, yeah. that, that night. I think um, so. But uh, um, oh, no, I'd done some. I'd done, I'd done the build up. That's that's oh, okay. what it was, and so I I could just sit there and 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 enjoy this. Uh, ridiculous comeback but uh, i mean listen um listening to you to you on the talks what this morning jim there i mean fair to say one or two scots have gone to that final fascinate you that you'll get that there's a, what hundred and fifty thousand people turn up knowing they're not going to get in the game they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll come from just perth and goodness knows where the atmosphere just yeah. be part of it you know yeah. they'll I find had some friends who did it. that around the, the the madrid final against liverpool and i'm sure liverpool fans did the same you know their friends had tickets they run lightly to get them but they just mm. wanted to be in the city to just, to just Want to be, the atmosphere. Want, want, yeah. want to be part of it, yeah. and um, I, I, I mean, I know I'm always of the belief that if there is a British team of any sort in a final, you support them. I know yeah. that's heresy 
to a load Unless of, you're a Celtic fan to, to tonight, a, to you've got to give them a pass, haven't you, you really? I, I mean, suppose so. Oh, yeah, ha- having yeah. been up in that city, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's right. It's difficult. For, I mean, I definitely want Real Madrid to beat Liverpool. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to admit no, it. As I say, I'm, 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 I'm not, not, not with you on that one. The quadruple, I mean, they're a brilliant team, I know that. But No, I didn't say it was a universal opinion. It's just the way I am, I think. You mentioned interviewing managers there. It's a... I think one of the most difficult jobs in football reporting because they're so tricky at times. Did you have to do Fergie a lot? Because he was yes, yes, I, I, I did. I, yeah, I, I, I did, and I, I, I interviewed him a heck of a lot as well. You know, in in in, in my career, um, I always fa- I always found him. Um, he would look you in the eye and 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 not give you the answer you wanted, but he would always give you answers. Mm. Um, he could intimidate people for sure. Um, and and but I think these days there is probably because there's so many interviews, you know, um, mm. um, Andy that that uh, they just get fed up with it these days, don't they? They and and very few that will give you a, a standout. Mm. Wow! One thing you interview. did ITV on your on your uh, Champions League coverage, yeah. you and often you and Gary Newbomb were the ones doing it, or or Gabriel Clark was the half-time interview, so often with Sir Alex, emerging out for the second half, yeah. and you'd grab them for like 30 seconds. Which so. I thought was good. Yeah, it that, was. I, it was I, interesting. I, I, yeah. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was good, and I know they're trying to bring that in, aren't they? And it shouldn't be that much of a problem, really. But, uh, uh, of course, it's a... It's a Whereas we used our relationship the score for them to. Yeah. Well, I guess you've got to it's show a bit. Of, you've got to be a bit sensible, haven't you? Yeah. yeah shame but the fact it. that often but, uh, Alex Ferguson would do it, he would stop for you guys, and he'd say, "Yeah, weren't happy. Yeah. I told him we need to do this, that, and the other." And then he'd go and take well, his you seat. See, you see what what you what you get there, Paul, is an insight. And mm. That's what that's what you need from it. You, that's what you want, something extra. Yeah. Mm. And 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 if you can get that, it's well worth doing. If you're going to get just another load of platitudes, it, it's not. Um, but but that that's what I think all all interviews should be. They should give you something that you don't know. Should give you something extra. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't happen that often. Now you're taking in a game of football tonight. Um, I am. You, yes. You, you've got friends who who uh, run uh, and own Northampton Town. They're yeah. in the playoff. They're two one down from the first leg against Mansfield. They probably hoped they would have automatically qualified. It was. Um, yes. It, it, it was quite it, controversial. It, wasn't it, it was. It was controversial, and it was one of the strangest afternoons of my uh, sporting life, if I'm honest to you. Um, that that uh, Northampton. The scenario was Northampton had to had to had to win the game at Barrow, mm. and uh, Bristol Rovers ha- had to beat Scunthorpe with uh, plus five goals. Yeah, an unlikely scenario. And mm. the first bit happened, and um, the second bit, um, uh, Bristol Rovers managed to beat Scunthorpe by seven goals to nil. And the look on 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 the faces of those uh, Scunth- of the, of the Northampton players at Barrow yeah. will live with me for a very long time, really. Um, and it, it's a tough one to recover from that that very strange swing on the last day. Mario of, Kemp has enjoyed of, that. Yeah. One. Well, again, I mean that. Do you know that's absolutely right. That's and I thought and I thought and I thought <laughs> and the only time and I could think of something similar was back in that 1978 World mm. Cup when Argentina had to win by six and somehow won by yeah. six. And um, I'm sure not for the uh, same reason. Some, no, no, it is a bit. It is, but but anyway, uh, yeah. but but look, you know, we li- mm. we live in the present day. Yeah. Two one down uh, to, to to Mansfield. It took the Northampton players 45 minutes to shake that shock out of the system um, on 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 Saturday, and uh, be a full house tonight. And my, my two big pals, uh, Kelvin Thomas and David Bauer, who own the club. I mean, I'll be there support, supporting yeah. and I hope hope they come through. Now, obviously, Huddersfield will have a big say in this because they're a good side, but yes. there will be a lot of focus on Forest because they've been away from the Premier League for such a long time. Yeah. And uh, you had many a conversation with, <laughs> with uh, Brian Clough, didn't you? And, and yes. A few, a few run-ins. Uh, and Definitely. It, but it was de- always de- great de- value, wasn't de- it? De- he, 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 again, he was, he was fun, and funnily enough, I mean, you, you might have asked this deliberately because his son, Nigel, was in charge of Mansfield. Of course he is, yeah, That's, yeah, that's yeah. why you went to Brian Clough, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? I'm sure it was. Oh, I'm sure it was. Well there you go. Oh, that was very, very, <laughs> very, very, very perceptive of you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but no, but I just yeah. let you make that link yourself. I wasn't going to hammer it home. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, listen, we talk about TV gold and things like that. And, and Brian, Brian was, yeah, and and actually set the trail really for for for, for modern studio pundits, if you like. Mm. Um, and 
uh, he, he was he was um, an, always an interesting interviewee as well. Mind you, you, had to wait hours normally for him to turn up. He was never the best time. It always always keep keep you waiting. Yeah. Um, and so you'll have and, a chat uh, with Nigel tonight. I, would I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. No. No. I, absolutely. And, uh, and you talk about Nottingham Forest last night. I mean, I thought Sheffield United were desperately unfortunate yeah, last night. Yeah. Played not, so not well. I thought they were out. out they were out. Big save by Samba then when he just made himself big. It was. It was. I love the penalty save. The one off his wrist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was incredible. You've but probably seen it, Jimmy. So one of the Forest fans managed to pick up his water bottle after all the mayhem on what the What was pitch. in that, then? And, uh, <laughs> it wasn't what was in it, it was what was written on it. Yeah. Every one of those that were likely to take penalties, about 11 names and, the, and their favoured side. Well, and so to actually stand in the middle of the goal for one of the pens took yeah, some doing. That, that, that preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did the old Bruce Grobler, didn't he, which I've not seen yeah, for He did, did the, the old wobbly legs, legs didn't he? Which back to not, Rome. But uh, <laughs> he, he, owned that, he owned that penalty area, didn't he? he owned, in, in that shootout and uh, but um, it was they are such high tension affairs these, yeah. these playoffs honestly there is no, nothing like them and your whole season's work can, can flicker away with, with, with one missed chance and, it's kind of harder penalty. to lose that semi-final mm. I guess than the final I mean I don't know what oh, I'm talking know. about but I mean there is something about not yeah. getting the chance to go to Wembley and just not yeah, quite making it must be very you... difficult I think so I think so again I mean, I mean 12 years ago Oxford went went back into the football league at, at, at Wembley beating York City in, and, and that, it's, that was like I've never been so screwed up about a game again in my life mm. because that meant such a lot. You know, you've been another five years out of the league, league for Oxford. But people say via Wembley is the best way to go up. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the Northampton players would have preferred to have gone up at Barrow, if I'm honest with you. But there, <laughs> there, there, we, there we go. Swap Barrow for Wembley. Yeah. But it'll be it'll be it'll be tough tonight. I mean, um, they're, they're, they're a, they're, they're, they're a good side man, so they've got some good forwards. Um, we got that game for you live. Uh, Joe Shannon and Adrian Clark, former Good. Arsenal midfielder, will be there on Talk Good. Sport Two. Uh, quarter to eight kickoff. Yeah, I will look out for them. To, look out for the for the for them tonight. And you fancy? You fancy? The I, I I think the one goal and that that that, uh, that Northampton got in the second half. I mean, uh, is is it, you take one down coming mm. back, coming mm. back. I think, but it would be. It's going to be. It's going to be a nervous one. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> well, Jim, lovely to see you as always. Well. Always listen to you guys on the treadmill now and again. I listen to you boys. Good and, uh, looking, you. Keep up the good work. Thank keep you. Up the good work. And yeah, Thanks likewise. for asking me in. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It should be a great night at the Ramon Sanchez Pizuan. I did. I said that yesterday to Adrian. It's one of those, if you're the European football expert, what a night we had at the Ramon Sanchez Pizuan. Ramon Marvelous. Sanchez Piz won. <laughs> Liverpool won. Um, so uh, where were we? Yeah, we asked you earlier on. Now mm. there was a hedgehog. Do you know those little holes you have in the pit in the park where they put the uh, goalposts in? Hedgehog got stuck in there. RSPCA in Newcastle came out, fished it out, nursing it back to health. And while they mm. do, they've given the hedgehog a name. Of course, they've called it Shearer. And um, they painted a number nine on it. Like, <laughs> you don't be painting on a hedge, you're not a tortoise. <laughs> Although, um, you've been telling us about very similar stories. Um, Reading fan from uh, Bristol, my uh, Labrador's called Pickford, as we got in during the last World Cup. It sounds quite a, a posh name, doesn't it? Pickford? Pickford? Like, yeah, James in Reading there. That's quite nice. Um, in light of uh, this week's events, uh, Darren, the Spurs fan, this isn't. Quite what I meant, but this was because mm. um, pa- apparently a survey says fans of Liverpool and Everton are the ones most likely to go and put their kits on while they're watching their team or listening to them on the radio uh, rather than going to the game. Mm. Darren says, I found a sticky old sweet in my rucksack. I've put it on my desk at work. And since then, we've beaten Arsenal Burnley and Arsenal imploded on Monday. I won't let the cleaners bin it. See, <laughs> that's the stupid things we do in the name of football. Darren, thank you very much for that. I don't think they'll need his sweet. Well, we might do. I've got a beagle called Seamus after Seamus Coleman, says Ryan, the Everton fan. And um, where's this one? I've got cats called... I did have cats called Muzzy, Stan and Wes, named after uh, Messrs. Is it Collymore and Wes Morgan? At the moment, I've got Vardy and Matty. Uh, Matt Elliott and, of course, uh, Jamie. Jamie Vardy. Yeah, thank you very much yeah. from... Uh, that's Jim, the Leicester fan. Talking of that, uh, a letter to the Sunday asks if anyone cares about the Wagatha Christie case... 
course they do. The sun for a start. They're yeah. loving it. Wow. <laughs> After a difference of opinion, of recollection between Rooney and, uh, and Jamie Vardy, Wayne Rooney and Jamie Vardy, yeah. will they have to subpoena Roy to kind of say who actually is right? Well, that, Roy could he could reprise the, after the Iceland game. I really don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be just something so horribly frivolous, and that you'd have to have Ray Lewington uh, alongside him, sort yeah. of uh, shouting the odds. That would be very good. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, you know, we often hear about Formula One drivers doing a lot of their prep for circuits um, mm. on simulations, you know. But this is an interesting. When they're playing the US uh, PGA, Rory McIlroy said rather than play practice rounds, he's just been going online. He said, I did a, he said rather than doing a scouting trip at Southern Hills, because um, it, it's all been renovated, um, he said, yeah, at first, he said, what well, I did, they said called the fried egg on Twitter. Uh, did a little uh, video um, that they sent out, and I watched that. Then Golf Digest had a few flyovers on the Who's course. Who's the fried egg? It's a, it's a Twitter feed, and Is they it? they spoke to the designer, the guys redesigned the oh, course right. what about what he's done. I've got no idea. Is it, a, okay. is it a golf phrase? Maybe the listeners will let us know. Maybe there's a golf relevance to the Friday yeah, being be, I a golf thing. But, um, yeah, um, golf digested flyovers. So he said, sometimes not knowing where the trouble is, ignorance is bliss in some ways. But you wouldn't expect mm. that of golfers, would you? No, yeah, you, you wouldn't. Mean- it's not a cheap sandwich at the Masters. I don't, I don't think it. What, the fried egg sandwich at the US PGA costs a dollar fifty. cheese. It costs just a dollar fifty. Best sandwich ever. Uh, an Ed Sheeran superfan is having a baby with a pop star's spitting image, the son told us today. Yeah. And it's really fascinating. She couldn't. She loves Ed Sheeran so much. She ended up marrying a, a lookalike or being with a lookalike. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? He's, mm. He said, uh, uh, but he said, I just have to weigh up if women are just interested in me because I'm the next best thing to Ed. You think, well, no disrespect to Ed, but he's not, you know, he's a sort of hunk, is he really? <laughs> it's quite a strange thing to say. I don't know. I mean, just he's a, he's a great talent. Maybe that's well, the he is a great talent. But talking of lookalikes, uh, yeah, for one person... a critic. Well, that's true. <laughs> one person for whom it's gone terribly badly oh, lately yes. is the Vladimir Putin lookalike. Oh, yeah. He's been complaining that he hasn't got any work. I mean, it's not very surprising, is it? Not going to be a big call for that, but there I you go. I think so, no. Not really, no. Guess uh, pots are us. Well, <laughs> not yeah. really. Uh, what else have we got here? I've got... Oh, yeah, did you see that Mark Lawrenson is leaving Football Focus? Oh, no, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, after 25 years, which he's put in a good shift, there's no question about yeah. that. And uh, But they're changing... For, it's such a classic TV thing. They're changing format. Mm. Uh, they're going on the road. And you think, this is such a classic case of it's going to cost more for less. Yeah. Um, also, confirmation of the fact that um, uh, Fantasy Football League is returning for a series yes. on Sky. Mm. Uh, with uh, Matt Lucas and Ellis James. And I'm very pleased, and yeah. uh, I told you, I went to the pilot, mm. and it worked. It was good, and uh, not an easy thing to do, but the producer, Spencer Millman, was originally part of the team, so he, he has the programme in his DNA. DNA, they, yes. As they say. Yeah, and, and it so looks, the set it, looks almost yeah, the same, Yeah, a lot of it's it? the same, you know, yeah. obviously it's not David and Frank, but, you know, uh, uh, the Phoenix from the Frames was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But, uh, Shouldn't reveal who it is because no. I'm sure they'll use it. We won't it. give too much away, but um, yeah, we've we've been chatting to Spencer and it sounded really, really good. Mm. So uh, that's something to look forward to later on in the year. I don't know if you saw those pictures of Boris playing cricket, Boris Johnson, not Boris Becker, Boris Johnson playing mm. cricket uh, in a suit. I've always loved politicians doing sport in a suit. Yeah. Several... Probably the most famous example of that was Tony Blair and Kevin Keegan, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> shirt and ties. looks ridiculous. Yeah. Boris always looks like he wants to, you know, the kids just sort of lobbing it to him gently. He always looks like he wants to hit it for out yeah, of the ground. Yeah, Simon Day, isn't it? Go, on, <laughs> go and fetch that. Like, like it's a viv. feeling of that. Definitely. Fried egg is a half buried or plug ball in the sand. Oh, Loads of, of people have been telling is. us. Of course Fried is. egg is where a ball plugs in the bunker. It was Brian. It was, um, who else? Going? Yes, Coach Lockie told us. Yeah, oh, plug good. bunker shot. Well, Thank well. you, guys. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, that's, that's where it comes to JC and Stevenage and Smudge and lots mm. of other people. Thank you for telling us. Good name for a dog. Ty. Mm. What about that? Named after the three-time world speedway champion, Ty Woofenden. Of course, it had to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had three other names, but uh, that was the one that had to get it. So, well done. Uh, thank you very much for do, saying Do you ever in. do Wordle? Do I've, never, no, I've, yeah, I've never bothered. It's quite fun. I like yeah, doing I've it, just, but I've never bothered. can I ask people, I mean, even our own... I've only ever done it once, and that was because you said... You said to me, um, this word, this couldn't be Wordle today. And I looked at the word you'd put in, I said... 
No, Andy, unless it's gone X-rated. I said, I think you'll find looking at the word is mince. And that's the only time I've, that's the only time I've ever played it. Uh, and it was play, basically playing it through you. But that wasn't your finest hour, Andy. No, no, probably not. I, I'm all right at it. Paul, how dare I, you in, insinuate that Andy isn't a hunk? Okay, well, that's well, it's obviously you've got some big friends in Long Stratton here, and well, I, I wasn't you. insinuating anything. Well, I'm not of the sort. I mean, the one thing yeah. I'm definitely not is a hunk. I can't believe you never have you ever watched this Southern Comfort advert on Copacabana Beach? Well, of course, I was I was lucky to be there yes, that day course. when you shot that Andy in your speedos. What a thought! Can I just say that people who do wordle, and this includes our great friend Andy Smart, who yeah. I love completely, you know, great friend and everything, but stop putting it on Twitter. I don't know why you do that. Nobody cares. I did it in three. I did it in two. It's just boasting. Okay. Andy, keep doing it. It annoys him. <laughs> keep do, do it more. Don't do it Do more. it a couple of times. Actually send it to him. WhatsApp it to him. <laughs> well, that would be better. And would it? What, I would really? prefer that than it, putting okay. it online. Okay. It's a part of a community, isn't it? Is it? Well, I don't I think, know. I just think it's a boasting thing. Okay, really. we've. Well, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Down the left hand side, great run from Surrey. Johnson's free in the area. Johnson! Brennan Johnson! Nottingham Forest, one foot in a Wembley final. Sander Berger down the right hand side of the box, gets to the byline, pulls it back, Gibbs White turns it in. An immediate response from Sheffield United at the start of the second half. And it's the man that Steve Cooper used to coach when he was an England youth coach. Bullock gets into the area, goes on the outside of him, crosses it in, it's all square! George Bullock got away down the right-hand side, squared it across, and from close range, John Fleck pokes it home. It is 3-3 on aggregate. And there goes the full-time whistle, so we have to have another... 30 minutes at least up in the air inadvertently by a forest boot oh. will it drop oh what a save by Samba Gibbs White I think tried to send it goal and what a save Michael Oliver says that's enough and what that means is it's going to mean the lottery of penalty kicks for a chance to take a really strong advantage Cook right footed into the net they're on the brink Nottingham Forest has to score Gibbs White and it's saved Bree Samba makes the save Nottingham Forest have done it! It's Forest who will play Huddersfield on the 29th of May. Yeah, that's how it unfolded last night with Ian Danta and Adrian Clark at the City Ground. Um, I'm sure enjoying that. Certainly now it's all over. Is the comedian and Forest fan, Matt Ford. Good afternoon, Matt. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God! I was welling up listening to that back. What an incredible night. Yeah. It was a long night, wasn't it? Because it all seemed to be going your way when Johnson scored and you thought, that's it, they've got it sorted now. But, you know, Sheffield United came back big time in the game and had the better of it later on and it was pretty nervy stuff, wasn't it? Oh, it was emotional hell because when Johnson scores and then you 3-1 up on aggregate, you basically think it's a coronation and then, then it turns into a funeral and you could sort of feel the game was slipping away. I'd started off in such a good mood and then, just in physical pain as you're crying thinking oh no not again and then you go to penalties then when Samba saves the first two you think well this is it I mean to save three penalties in the shootout sensational yeah. it was just incredible and then just the scenes after I mean it was ballistic I was in the uh, and I ended up in the manager's office really <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did that how did that work I just mean Johnny Owen of Talk Sport. He's a director. And he, it's, I can't remember what he said, but I just ended up following him down this corridor. <laughs> then all of a sudden, like Ryan Yates was like, I think I've come the wrong way. I go into this room and there's just like sausages and pork pies. <laughs> so I started eating. And then Nigel Jensen, <laughs> come in, he goes, what the bloody hell are you doing here? I was, I, said, I actually don't know. <laughs> and they let me stay. It was grabbing I mean, the amount of sausages they have backstage at Forest. Not backstage. Wow. What is it like? I think Steve like, Cooper's oh, rider is quite heavily sausage based. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That yeah. is exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotta be up for manager of the year, isn't he? One of the managers of the year, definitely in the in the championship. But Anywhere, I mean, bottom of the table after eight games, bottom of the table. It's he's done a brilliant job and he's a brilliant coach. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I can't ever remember a, a manager having an immediate an impact. That I mean, it, it took Cluffy longer than this, it, and he had a pr pretty quick uh, impact. It's just incredible. 
And obviously, Steve Cooper deserves so much of the credit, but the players are amazing and the way the clubs run. You know, there's just, you can sort of see it last night. Just, I mean, every club obviously wants to get promoted and all the rest of it. But we've had to wait ages. And obviously, we're still not there yet. But just that mad release of tension at the end. Yeah. I always just, think. Oh, man. I always think, though, that a manager who gets a team promoted like that, they should leave. Because <laughs> it's always unfair, you know. If, if, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right if Forest do well and they stay up and everything. They do a Brentford, that's fine. But if they don't, if they do a Norwich or a Watford, you know, the manager's the one that usually carries the can. And it always seems fairly unfair. I don't know about hmm. you, when when they've got them promoted and done such a no. You're right. It does often. Job. It does often happen. They're the ones who end up losing their job, even though you know they've worked miracles to get them there. But you've got to get there first, of course. And I was looking at your record against Huddersfield, Matt, and you've. Beaten them a couple of times, once in the cup and lost one. So, I mean, those games, how have you sort of generally matched up against them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we, we sort of our turnaround started against Huddersfield, really, beating them um, after Hooten was fired. So, we, we've not got a bad record against them. I just think, obviously, in a final, it, it, it's basically fairly evenly matched. Mm, yeah. And uh, I, I, I just feel so confident. I mean, Ooh. you know, last night was difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, this sausage-powered Cooper revolution. Yeah. You know, I just can't, you know what, I'll tell you this about Huddersfield, I have a lot of respect for them. I bet they don't have pork pies and sausages in their manager's office. Well. I bet they've got I bet they've got sushi and tofu and all that modern rubbish. <laughs> Forrest is powered on the spirit of good old-fashioned staunch food. <laughs> how, how the t- what's the ticket situation for the playoff final? Normally, it's full of fans from both clubs, so hopefully, you'll get yourself a ticket. Yeah, well, I thought you were asking me if I could get you on there. Yeah, I'm not live on air, mate. No, I'm happy to watch it on on the telly because I'm not. I, you know, I've got no skin in the <laughs> game, a, but I do sli- love on a playoff yeah, final. It's, it's always, always a great. A great game. Game. On a on a slightly darker note, though, we should say the the, the assault on on Billy Sharp was appalling, and as you, I saw you tweeting classy from him to say. Congratulations to Forrest. I mean, it was just you're not going to let one rogue idiot or some idiots ruin it for everybody else. But it's difficult, isn't it, Matt? The, the pitch invasion now. Uh, so many people go on the pitch just to celebrate and congratulate their own players. But when, you know, we saw a bit of that, the Luton Huddersfield game the other night, when they start turning on the opposition seconds after they've lost the game, it's getting a bit menacing. You wonder where this is all going. Well, that's the problem. You know, I mean, that, that assault is. It's a wonder Billy Sharp wasn't killed, actually. Yeah. He was headbutted so violently. It's, it's, it's just disgusting to mm. sit and there's no need for it. And like, it wouldn't be justified on anyone, but particularly Billy Sharp, who's such a gentleman, has been through so much and does so, so much amazing stuff for charity and played for Forrest. And he was so gracious in the face of that. Yeah, sickening attack. Mm. Um, and I think there's two sort of things. One is you totally understand the exuberance of fans who went on the pitch, despite the club trying to get them not, you know, I mean, there's only so much stewards can do, frankly, in that sort of scenario. And the club begs people not to do it. I, I, you know, people want to celebrate, that's fine. But there's a, and that's what most people do. Then using it as a kind of conduit for hooliganism is something completely different. And a bit of exuberance, you know, is sort of understood. But violence and, and aggression and certainly the sort of stuff. I mean, that guy, I just can't. I only saw it this morning. It's so bad. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's absolutely incredible that someone would do that. You know, really horrible. Um, but obviously, it, it, you know, you can't, I can't allow it to set the edge off. You know, no, no. A, a, an amazing night. But it's just, oh, you, you just embarrass. You know, it's appalling. That's yeah, it, really was, horrible. it was senseless, no question about it. So you've it. got quite a few days to wait now, haven't you? You're going to be, how many more sleeps you've been working it all out of you till the game? It's quite, what, about 12 days or something? Yeah, it's 11 days, so I think it's about <clears> two <throat> sleeps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, is nerve-wracking, though. I don't know how I've stayed out of the pub today. It's a medical miracle. I had an ice cream earlier because I knew I was coming on here. I thought, I can't go to the pub before I talk to the boys. I'm just stood in a park. I mean, I should be leathered by now, shouldn't I? Yeah, you haven't got a gig that night, have you? We were, we were chatting yesterday to... Uh, to Chris McCausland, who's a big Liverpool fan, and has got yeah. got a gig the the night of the Champions League final. But you haven't got anything booked. I think it's going to be unbooked if you have. You know what? I've got a gig the following night, which right, is okay. almost as precarious, depending on what happens. <laughs> but um, I shall fulfil my contractual obligations, of course. But I mean, you know, it just isn't football amazing. You know, it occasionally crosses my mind. Mm. Some people don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> well, you're missing out on the most amazing thing in life. Yeah. And it just, it, nights like last night, and in a way it makes all those years in League One and all those terrible near misses all worth it because 
you know, for, for nights like last night, they're, they're just, whatever happens, you always have those moments. And they're just so special. No, get in, I'm in a park and I'm crying on the radio. What's the matter? <laughs> it's true. There is nothing. You, you can't get that joy out of ballet or theatre. Oh. You know, that, that, that is football, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's just so, you know, the emotions it gives to you are so special. Oh, man. It got, I don't it, know why I feel sad now because I'm happy. But I'm just so confused. It got a bit, you just said, it got a bit uh, Alan Latchley there. You remember the... <laughs> You remember the character that um, Peter, Cook, Peter Cook did on Clive Anderson's show. <laughs> football wouldn't be football without football. She's a cruel mistress. She's more than a mistress. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a daughter. She's an errant child. She can make you laugh. She can make you cry. She can bring tears to your eyes. She can bring blood to your shoulders, as he said. She can bring a kettle to the boil. Anyway, I've destroyed it. Football is nothing without football, as, uh, as the great Alan Latchley said. So I think he speaks for us all there. He had a point. He, even that was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you can go and have that pint now to wash down, the, wash down the ice cream. And uh, good to talk to you, Matt. No doubt we'll catch up uh, before or after the final. And we'll speak to you soon. Oh, I know what I want to ask, Matt. Actually, oh, right, you've got quite, one more question. Well, Sorry. Because you, you, I know you're great mates with John Richardson. He's a massive Leeds fan. You you both must have had the thought that you'll be in the Premier League and they'll be in the Championship. Oh, dear. I mean, it's weird to think we might pass them on the way up. But, you know, I think the country will agree. That is a price worth paying. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Thanks very much. Cheers, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You don't need telling that uh, our next guest strides the world of watercress eating like a colossus. And really, when he competes in um, world championships, mm. he's really taking on himself, not the opposition. Although he was, he was pushed hard. Uh, this year, I'm assuming mm. quite a lot of knowledge of the World Watercress Eating Championship among the listeners, but I think I'm right to do that, Andy. I don't want to patronise. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know if it was a sort of vast quantity or against the clock. Would well, you want to find out more? I do. I, I do know because I, you know, I study these things. But yes, um, we will find out now. Your talk sports watercress correspondent. <laughs> I am. Uh, Glenn Walsh, of course, is the, is the world champion. Good afternoon, Glenn. Good afternoon. Well, look, congratulations, you, you. You did it again, as Britney Spears once said. And uh, you, yes, you've uh, held the title now for 14 years uh, and you smashed your own record this year, I understand. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I did think, actually, when I come on here, uh, I thought, your producer's having a laugh here. He said, we've got a big Rangers game on today. Yeah. He said, hey, guys, I know what I'd do. We've got a lovely story about a hedgehog falling down a hole and being rescued. Brilliant. Mm. And i tell you what we do. We've got a 19-stone, six-foot-old prop forward that can eat salad really quickly. <laughs> this, well, that's very much the staple of this show. What's going it, on here? It's you a know. broad church. You know, we've talked about the match and we will do again, but we'll always find room for somebody who shovels uh, 80 grams of watercress into their mouth in a fast time because I think we've, we're duty-bound to... Do you, do you like watercress? <laughs> it's a silly question. To be question. honest with you, no. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I think that's probably why it's a fast. Get it down your neck really quick and then, you know, get some Guinness down there just to get rid of the taste, really. So, uh, yeah. I mean, in isolation, it's not all that, is it? I mean, if you put it in a bit of an egg sandwich or something... Oh, yeah. egg no, sandwich. I'm with you on that. I mean, it's great complimentary. I used to love it in a ham sandwich mm. or anything like that. But if you eat the 80 grams of it all in one go, I know it's a superfood and it's got all these minerals and it's, and it's it's brilliant for you. But that's why I only eat it once a year now. And the rest of the year, that's it. It's meat and Guinness. And yeah. that's, you're good for a year after it. Uh, yeah. Jeremy's been in touch. He, he said, uh, Glenn wins it every year because he gets healthier and healthier. It's obvious. I suppose there is something in that, of course. Every year when you devour it, you become that much healthier and go and do it again. But what if, how did you get into it? Or what made you do it for the first time if you don't like watercress? I think it was like 18 years ago when we started it up. It was uh, it was, it was uh, quite a small affair. It was also watercress festival. Um, it was very small, a couple of stalls and bits and pieces. I just want to promote it as a health food, a superfood and all this. Um, and it was a bit with all the rugby boys and everything. You know, they, they're going, oh, it's a bit of a laugh and everything. Let's do this so you can eat what they can. So we started from there. And being competitive as hell, and I hate losing, I sort of done really well. And the thing is, you make a rod for your own back, then. So, you, you know, you've got to go back the next year. And I almost, like, dread it every time. Because I don't want to lose, but, you know, I want to win, you know. But... Well, you've got to give it a go. Is it true there was a crowd of 18,000? That sounds incredible. <laughs> That's not bad. I think we're quite I, I know, League one clubs I mean, Premier, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first year, I mean, like I said, it was only, like, a small affair. Mm. And 
and, and as the years have gone on, it's so popular. I mean, you've got so many wonderful stalls, you know, all the local butchers and everything like that, do all these watercress and sausages and bits and pieces of real wells and all food stalls and everything along there. It's, it's a fantastic day, it really is. It's part of the watercress festival, isn't it, now these days? It yeah. is. I mean, I mean, Orsford is, you know, the, the prime place, really, for the watercress. We've got the springs and you've got all the minerals and everything like that in there, hmm. which, you know... Well, so you ate 80, an 85 gram bag of watercress um, in 25.5 seconds, which does make you the world record holder. You're waiting for Guinness uh, to verify. Is that right? He's waiting yeah, for Guinness. Well, this is true. I mean, I know a young girl has, has done a record a little while ago. It was like 40 odd seconds or whatever. Hmm. But I mean, we've been there every year. I mean, obviously not for the last three years. We've done it online. Uh, but... You know, we've been under forty seconds for 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 years. So, um, yeah, we we do our bit. Yeah, and you've got the whole family involved now. Mm. Your daughter did quite well. She was the runner-up. Is that right? No, no, Ellen was the runner-up. Oh, okay. My, yeah, because they're triplets. You see, you know, they do get mixed up a bit. So, Laura, Ellen, and Beth, mm. and I also had my son Connor, who was a close second to me. Right. Well, say close. He was like thirty seconds. He said the old man's passed it, but I still got there. So he said next year, but. Wow. Now, you, according to uh, the internet, you're a fencer, is that right? You do a bit That's of fencing, right, yeah. yeah. The is sport, it... he doesn't put up fences. No, the okay. sport, yeah. He oh, okay, fair enough. And I'm in fencing, you've got things like epe and foil and different types. Is it only eating it against the clock? Is there sort of another well, price? Endurance. Well, endurance, like volume, I'd well, say. Yeah. Volume. Yeah, well, volume. We did a, a few years ago. We have Paul Reese that does the com- comparing bit. I mm. mean... I mean, he just, I mean, if you ever see the video, you see, I mean, it could have taken 20 minutes to do the whole heat. Well, it'd take about over an hour with all the chat. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, we did one year. They, Paul wasn't there and they got it all mixed up and we had double the amount. Oh. And it was like well over a minute. Everyone was doing, everyone was going. We had all the ones uh, looking at it and done it before going, oh my God, look at the state of that. We can't eat all of that. <laughs> So, and I think the crowd was just getting there in the end. They just got bored. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's got to be far. It's a fast sport, isn't it? Yeah, it's like no, drag racing. Enough, yeah. It's got to be yeah, over, it's enough, be over yeah. quickly. You don't watch endurance watercress yeah. eating. Who does? Let's be no, honest. That's yeah, yeah, true. yeah. Well, look, Glenn, congratulations. We look, we, we look forward to the verification from the Guinness Book of World Records. And no doubt you'll be back next year to defend it. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I can't get out of it now. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm stuck there for life now. Yeah, that's it. Well, you're there to be shot wow. down by the kids and, and everybody else. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's always the youth coming through, isn't it? It you is. Know? Well, it's the nature life, of it. We isn't, yeah. get out for so long and then, you know, we've got to be taken over at some point. You go on the master's circuit then. <laughs> master's all <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. All the best. A pleasure. Thank you ever so much. You know, Glenn yeah. Walsh there, the world watercress eating champion. There's only one person that can compare it next year. Aaron Cresswell. Yes, you've got to get him down there. You've got to get him down there just to pop along. Imagine that, the call to his agent. Yeah. Is Aaron interested in coming to the World Watercress? Almost certainly not, but I'll ask him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Myself and Charlie will do it all again tomorrow from 1. Have a fine evening. And, uh, yeah, it's the birthday spread tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.